Thunder 110-106 to after falling down by 22 points in the first half, end up making a comeback and getting the win here. C.J. McCollum, 29 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Zion Williamson, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Jonas Valanciunas, 19 points, 9 rebounds. Jordan Hawkins, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Larry Nance, 9 points, 7 rebounds. Matt Ryan, 5 points. Kyra Lewis, 5 points. And Dyson Daniels, 8 points and 4 rebounds. Just to welcome you back, Pat, what did you kind of think of this game after the Pels starting a little slow uh, this evening by getting down 22 and then, you know, showing some fight there at the end of the second half going on a 15-0 run and then ultimately uh, winning that game in the end? I believe we saw a uh, tale of two halves. Um, I think you saw coming out early, Pelicans went ahead and, and got punched in the mouth. Um, it seemed like it took them quite a while to kind of regain their footing and um, kind of work themselves into a into a flow out there. Um, they were able to make a nice uh, nice run to kind of close out the second and make that make that um, you know lead by the Thunder a little bit more manageable heading into half. I think if they weren't able to make that run and, and they had gone down double digits or, or fifteen, you know, they, I don't want to say would have rolled over and died, but you know, more than likely would not have came back and. Would have kind of seen that as, oh well, we let this one slip away. Now let's let's kind of move on to um, you know this this next game against the Pistons. So I think that run in the second was was critical, um, and ultimately you know catapulting them to a place where they felt like they had an opportunity to to come back and, and make it a close game and eventually um, you know be able to close it out despite uh, leaving the door open for for far too long and giving the Thunder um, way too many opportunities to go ahead and take that that game from them with them playing at home. So great that they were able to find a win, notch another one in the win column, but I think there were um, a lot of things that, that need to be at least taken from it in terms of you know, negative things that they need to grow from and they need to improve because um, you know other top-tier teams in the league will take that game away from them. Yeah, and just to go off of kind of some of the things you said of them starting off slow, uh, I don't know what the the reason was for that, but you kind of saw them go, you know, one for 21 from the three-point line, and that may have been a little bit part of it. But then you saw them, you know, just keep shooting those shots where then they ended up going or finishing 12 of 21 after that first stretch. And like you said, ending that half pretty well by hitting four or five threes. So, you know, it's good to see that even when they started off a little slow from behind the arc, you know, they weren't discouraged uh, from taking those shots. And I felt like the right people were taking those shots tonight. And, uh, you know, it all ended up working out in the end uh, percentage-wise for them. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, you know, they, they started 1 of 21. To me, I don't really think there's a big difference between shooting and starting 1 of 21 or, or one, of, 1 of 10, right? Whenever you see... Um, numerous guys you know having a bunch of shots where i'm out it kind of just trickles out of the entire team and you'll see that those um you know those runs will kind of be extended and um you know it was nice to see them continue to kind of shoot them themselves out of it um you know which is what good teams and good players will do but um you can certainly see that um you know you could you could sense the the offense that they were missing from brandon the shot making ability from brandon um not to say that you know they wouldn't have shot one of twenty-one from three if he was out there, but it's always nice having another guy that can create his own shot and um, get some high percentage looks around the 
around the free throw line and inside the paint. So um, certainly could see that from an offensive perspective. But again, I think we've now got a sample size of, of four games. To me, they're closer to being you know one and three or two and two. In all reality, I think they got away with one last night. So call it two and two. Um, but you've seen the same issues throughout you know, all three games, really. It's, it's defense, um, and it's rebounding. That's the problem. I, I really don't have any – even if they would have not came out of that shooting slump, I'm not worried about the offense from a night-to-night basis. They're going to score enough points to beat people. It's, there's far too many times that they're either not engaged defensively and, or they're not able to finish a possession that they have played you know, well defensively because they just cannot rebound the ball. So I think you're – I think – Four games is, is enough of a sample size at this point to, to start seeing a small trend of that's the this team's deficiency um, and something that they're either going to need to to figure out internally, um, whether that's you know, different rotations, different lineups, or they need to figure it out externally by looking to bring in some different pieces um, to assist the team in those areas. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just kind of the big thing that we've been discussing is that rebounding factor. And you saw tonight, even though they out-rebounded the Thunder, who were across the board probably a little smaller, uh, you know, we had a 9 or 10 rebound edge. But for us, you know, we had a lot of guys who crashed the boards offensively. You know, Zion got 10 rebounds tonight, but probably six or seven of them were, you know, off of those, you know, short little misses and stuff that he usually makes. And uh, Dyson Daniels, he got a few, and Jordan Hawkins just by – you know, coming out and playing really hard, he got a few as well. Um, and then it's like you were saying, it, it kind of the same issues crept up late in the game where we weren't able to finish those possessions, which then got OKC closer and closer uh, from us to potentially come back and steal that game. So those are always glaring. Yeah, it was a good way that we you know came out and fought and came back when we could have rolled over, knowing we had a back to back tonight and everything like that. But uh, just to kind of how we need to finish games just moving forward in this season. It's, it's nothing's going to change unless, you know, that defensive side of the ball and, you know, we end possessions with those rebounds. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, let's not sugarcoat it. I, I don't personally believe sitting here the next day that the Pelicans won that game. I think the Thunder handed them that game. Now, yes, there, there, there is a skill in being able when a team does present you an opportunity or does start, you do have to take it. And I sense, you know, they did that. The first five, six minutes of the fourth, I felt like New Orleans did a good job of, of grabbing that opportunity and making the most of it. But you could see, with about six minutes remaining, something you, you could feel it shifting, right? And that's something that is due to those deficiencies that this team has. Numerous times they could not close out a possession, and then you know they would, they would rebound the ball. OKC okay, so would get a rebound, find their way around the perimeter, knock down another shot, and they would just start ticking back and ticking back and ticking back. And then offensively, I mean, there's a major issue right now with, with the ability to shoot free throws. I mean, if you can't close out possessions and rebound and you can't shoot free throws, you are not going to be a good team. Very rarely are games in this league, even, you know, between the, the best of teams and the worst of teams, blowouts usually just do not happen in this league. There's too many talented players that can, you know, have big nights, that can keep their teams close, and ultimately those good teams are able to close games out. But knowing that you're going to be in a lot of two, three possession games on a nightly basis, and if you can't do those two things, you're going to come out on the losing side of that far more often than on the winning side. So um, 
I'd like to think that the free throw shooting is a little bit more mental because, you know, a guy like CJ, obviously shooting the ball really well last night, he, he knows he's got to shoot free throws at a higher clip, especially if he wants the ball in his hands. I would like to think Zion is, is a better free throw shooter than he displayed, um, you know, last night. Um, but then even looking at a guy like Larry, you know, kind of going back to that, if that's the route we're going right now, which is one that I don't agree with, if he's going to be playing heavy minutes in the game as a five, who's going to be getting, you know, attempting to get offensive rebounds or get defensive rebounds, that's potentially going to be, I mean, Larry's got to step up there. He's got to be able to hit at least one out of two free throws. He can't go over two, you know? Uh, so again, we're kind of seeing some issues there that it's like hands are kind of tied behind our back in terms of that five position. I think there were some, some opportunities last night in terms of rotations where, you know, if you are going to go with Larry at the five, then you, you also can't have Herb and Dyson out there at the same time, right? You can't have three guys plus Zion, who's not a perimeter shooter, all out there on the floor with just CJ and expect, you know, CJ to be able to get into the paint, especially Zion be able to get into the paint. We've got to do a little bit better job of, of mapping out our rotations. And if, if that's the lineup you're going to go with, then, you know, then maybe you have to then get JV back in there. Of course, you're going to take a, um, a step back defensively, but then maybe against a team like OKC that is thin, is very small, um, doesn't really have any bodies that they can match up with JV from a physicality perspective. You know, we've got to do a better job of, of really plugging and placing those those uh, those pieces next to one another with this current group. Yeah, and I think it's so big for you know the really good teams in the league. They do all facets of the game: uh, field goal, three, and free throws. You know, those are always at the higher tier and you know last night we were 39 from the field 31 from three and 58 from the line I mean that just doesn't you know like you said the the OKC Thunder kind of just handed us this win when really in reality you know down the stretch Zion missed two free throws Larry missed two free throws and CJ missed two free throws and if those guys are going to be on the floor you know it were we were lucky to get that win last night they're gonna have to step up and you know make those tough shots so uh, I don't know. From that perspective, it's it's a gift that we got the win, but you know, definitely those areas could be cleaned up. Yeah, I think um, that's that's like you said, an area that needs to be improved. Um, but I think the biggest thing is is not putting yourself in the position that those are life or death. Of course, you'd like the team to shoot eighty percent from the free throw line as a unit, and you know that's obviously a great um, you know goal to certainly have and, and strive to achieve. But you know. Possession by possession, those free throws aren't nearly as important if starting at five minutes of the game, you're able to get consecutive stops on the defensive end because you could rebound the basketball. I mean, I think all in all, rebounding is by far the team's biggest deficiency, and I think it starts from that five position. You know, I, I think really you couldn't – I mean, you had C.J. go grab ten boards. You had, you know, Hawk again. I mean, it sounds like a broken record, but these three or four games that he's gotten minutes that he is uh, – you know, he is seeking – the ball. He is going and tracking down rebounds. Dyson does a good job of rebounding. You know, there needs to be something from those three or four guys that are playing, you know, on the interior that they've got to do a better job of cleaning up the glass. There's far too many guys, um, especially like I saw Zion quite a few times in that fourth quarter where it's almost like a it's like a soft attempt at a box out, but he's not like I'd rather Zion not go box out and him just go go get the ball. Go go find the ball in the air and go get it. You know, and then that starts to break with him and with the ball in the sandwich we want anyway. But I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, those 
two or three guys, whether it be at this current moment, you know, Zion, JV, and Larry. We, we, we just have to have them closing out possessions and rebounding the ball, or this team's not going to win games. I mean, it comes down, they have more than enough offense. They have more shooting at this point than they have in other years in terms of spurtability. They're able to hit three, four, five threes in a row and close gaps or break games open. You know, they, and they're going to continue to work through the, the issues that every team has, but you just can't, you can't win at this level without being able to do one of those, you know, key basic things. Mm-hmm. And just touching on a player that you kind of brought up there in that little blurb that you were just saying is Jordan Hawkins. I mean, like you're saying, as a broken record for a rookie to be coming into these games and be thrown into the starting lineup the past two games and, you know, really pretty much being the best uh, player on this team just from like a plus minus standpoint, and I'm not really big into that, but you can see that even though, you know, the rookie goes two of 13 from the field and four of 19 from the field, you would think that the confidence would waver, but uh, something we kind of talked about or touched on last night is it just seems like he's a confident kid and, you know, is a winner. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he's going to be doing all these little things and he knows his role. He needs to come in and shoot, but he's doing all the other intangibles by going in there on the offensive glass and trying to get some tip outs or some rebounds. And even on the defensive end, you know, he moves better than, you know, I thought and, you know, stands his ground and everything. So I've been really pleased to see what he's brought to the table so far in this short season. Yeah, Jordan's been been fantastic so far, I think, in terms of um, looking at, you know, expectation versus, um, you know, actual performance this year, I think maybe outside of CJ, I mean, he's been the best player so far for the Pelicans. I mean, just the, the, about, the amount of production that he's been able to, to provide, not only from an, an offensive standpoint in terms of shooting. And I mean, and I wouldn't even say that he's shot in a fantastic clip so far. And I know that, I mean, he's going to hit those shots. You, you can just tell he's a shooter. He makes shots. He's going to make shots in bunches, but you can already tell he's doing his job because he's keeping the defense honest. He's getting um, clean looks, and he's not afraid to shoot the ball. You know, guys are playing a step closer to him. Outside of shooting, he's been phenomenal rebounding the basketball, which is a thing that this team greatly needs. Obviously, I don't want to depend on a six-five rookie guard to, to really play that big of a role, but you know, we'll take it where we can get it. And then, like you said, defensively, I think outside of Herb last night, he was our best defender. Um, I would say he's a, a little bit he, he's an above average defender in terms of NBA standard already on the ball but I think he, he does a really good job of, of kind of flying around and using his quickness and, and his ability to kind of um, cover ground at a, at a fast pace you saw that there were a couple times that he stepped in as guy, and he cut guys off as a secondary defender which ultimately led to a, a contested shot or a deflection um, and allowed the team to get on a break so I, I, I can't say enough good things about Jordan um, so far, and I think at this point he's cemented himself as a as a key rotation guy moving forward. Even once the team, you know, fully becomes healthy and we get guys like Jose and and Trey back, so I think um, he'll be taking some other guys' minutes, and um, you know, he's going to keep doing his thing. But ultimately, it's up to those other guys to, you know, in a good way, start working to take minutes back from Hawk. But um, couldn't be higher on him and his development. And I think the at this point, it looks like the Pelicans have, have nailed nailed that pick. Yeah, and just staying there on him, it just kind of seems like, I mean, how rare is it for a rookie who's, you know, known as a shooter to then come into these first couple games when, 
you know, you don't know if he was going to be getting minutes or he didn't know if he was going to be getting a lot of minutes. And then he's kind of thrown in there. And then he is still continuing. Like you said, you can tell he's a shooter, but the percentages just aren't there. But to go and, you know, shoot 13 attempts last night and however many he did the previous games and to still have that confidence, it shows, you know, I guess, you know, coming from a really good program and, you know, he's just kind of already self-made and ready to go. Yeah, he's he's different. You can tell he's a he's a different cat. He, um, I mean, if you wouldn't have told me that he was a rookie, um, you know, maybe just a, a bystander fan checking into that game last night on ESPN would have watched him. I would imagine most people probably weren't aware that he was a rookie because he doesn't look like a rookie. He doesn't move like a rookie. He doesn't carry himself like a rookie. He doesn't act like a rookie. I mean, um, like I said. There are not enough good things to say about his early performances thus far, um, and like you said, it looks like a lot of that resonates from just um, he he just plays the right way. You know, you had said that last night. He he just does the little things. He's in the right spot at the right time. He uh, he knows when to get off the ball, and but he also knows when to hunt a shot. And and you know he sees advantageous opportunities on the offensive end for for him to get a look and. Um, he's one of those guys that if, if there's any space and he knows he can get that ball off without, you know, it being deterred, that's a good look for the team. And I think that the team would agree with that. You saw two or three times that despite missing it, it created offensive rebound opportunities for Zion, got him easy looks. Um, so, you know, if Jordan can get a look, he can get that ball on the rim. It, it's a win-win for the offense from multiple, multiple facets. Yeah, and just moving on to another guy, you know, we've kind of touched on and has probably been our best player so far moving this season is C.J. McCollum. Uh, just coming in to tonight's game and, you know, didn't necessarily start uh, too great in that first half. I believe had about seven points and all that stuff when it was going awry for us. But, you know, in that third quarter and fourth quarter, hit some big shots and, you know, ended up with 29, you know, 11 rebounds, five assists, only one turnover, which is really good. Uh, from that spot there um, so just can you speak on you know what you saying from CJ so far from this season and then tonight's game where he kind of just made a lot of really you know good decisions and shots down the stretch stability that's that's what I've seen so far he's been uh, he's been the stable force offensively um, like you said he, he has had, he's also had spurt ability so far he's had a couple uh, quarters where he's kind of got hot and and he's been able to carry the offense by himself. It's not something I want to, I'm going to, you know, rely on on a nightly basis. I still think, you know, he, he is a tough shot maker like Brandon. You know, he, he does hit a lot of tough shots. It's not something I want to live on, especially, um, you know, he isn't six eight six nine. Um, you know, with the size that Brandon has, so it, it is a little bit more difficult depending on who's defending him, and you know, he can't create as many open looks and as much space, but. He's been good. Uh, he's he's knocked down the shots he's supposed to. I think he's done a good job, um, for the most part, of, of playing off the ball and also being that catch-and-shoot guy. But you've seen the last two games he's had the ball in his hands a little bit more. Um, it was good to see that he did a better job of um, taking care of the ball last night. I think the team in general did a pretty good job of taking care of the ball, um, which certainly um, allowed them to, to hang around. If you would have coupled the poor shooting plus their typical, um, you know, turning the ball over issues that they, they face on a pretty routine basis when they're not locked in. That's usually the reason why they're not locked in if they get through these holes because they don't value the basketball or value possessions. But um, he was good um, there as well. Um, 
again, I think, you know, it's it's a make or miss league. You know, he, he hit two or three tough shots, and if those don't go, this game probably looks a little differently, and you're looking at, at maybe his performance a little differently, but, um, you know, he knocked them down, and in totality, I think he, he's done a really good job of um, kind of being that, that stable force as we're not only working some people back in, we're... Um, you know, we're, we're working on some different rotations, some different pairings, some different groupings. I mean, he's got, like we said, he's got Jordan, the rookie, um, you know, off guard starting next to him. I feel like he's done a good job looking to get him shots, looking to get him involved. So, um, yeah, I think CJ's been, been really good. And I think that backcourt, those two guys have, have probably been the two most impressive guys thus far. And to touch on Zion Williamson's performance tonight, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, um, but at the end of the day, you know, you wouldn't, you would think if you know Zion has those numbers, it was a really good game, everything like that. But you know, I I don't agree that this was one of his better performances given the stats. It was more of kind of what I saw out there on the floor uh, throughout the game. It wasn't necessarily the stats because uh, you know it wasn't typical uh, from the field like he usually is. It was seven of twenty, but. It was more of like the actions that I saw out there, and it was a little tougher since OKC kind of was playing them boxes and elbows without Brandon being out there to kind of space the floor for him, and so they made it a little tougher on him by you know boxing him up there. But what did you kind of see from uh, your perspective on him? Yeah, stats aren't really ever going to be the the driving force whenever I judge a performance from Zion. I mean, with enough talent, he's going to get. Uh, that 20 to 25 number pretty routinely every night, despite, you know, whether we categorize him as playing well or, or playing poorly. He, um, he, you could see he was, it took him some time to kind of work through um, what OKC was throwing at them. Like you said, they were playing a lot of boxes and elbows. Um, he had two, three guys watching him at all times, and they were, they were kind of building a wall there at the free throw line, making that first initial um, line of defense. Um, more difficult for him. I've always thought that that's an area that he would struggle with more so than a backline wall. Um, I think once he kind of hits that launch pad at that second level, he's able to kind of finish and, and contort his body around numerous guys around the rim. I think where it's it's easier to stop him is, is stopping that initial drive and, and cutting off his driving lanes and, and make him rely on that handle a little bit more than, than he typically does. But um, like you said, he played all right. Um, he used to shoot free throws at a higher higher rate, especially if his game is going to be predicated on playing through contact, getting to the rim, um, and he knows that. You know, he's got to do a better job of doing that. Um, again, probably the third game now where I feel like he had a, an attempt or two, or an opportunity or two to, you know, show us something outside of getting to the rim, whether that's a, a mid-range pull-up or a catch-and-shoot wide-open three in the flow of the offense. I think that's something he's got to look for. Whether he's making or not, he's got to at least be um, willing to take those shots. But kind of like you said, I I didn't love the best way to put it. it. It didn't it didn't feel like during that time when they were struggling to shoot the ball offensively, it didn't feel like he was kind of that turn to him and he could kind of steady the ship. It, it, we were certainly trying to get him the ball, and he was out there playing with them as well, and he was kind of having the same difficulties, but it didn't, it didn't feel like a calming force to me. It felt like his, um, you know, his, the things he was facing in terms of playing through contact and not getting called only, um, you know, 
raise the level of anxiety from this team when they weren't shooting very well. I, I need him when this team isn't shooting well or they are missing a lot of open shots and, or, or they aren't doing a great job on defense. He needs to be the, the cog that when he gets the ball, things slow down. You know, things calm down. Everybody can breathe. Like, I, that's more important to me rather than the statistical numbers. It's, it's can he be an offensive focal point that he slows the game down you know, Willie can go to him for two to three possessions in a row when that shot isn't falling from the outside, and they know they're going to go to go get a good look, and he's going to value that possession um, one way or another. And a lot of that has to do with um, just how he's kind of carrying himself. Obviously, it's hard. He's young. He's 23 years old. He hasn't played a ton of NBA games in totality um, when you really think about it. And sure, I, I some of that probably is considered growing pains, but the time for growing. It's, it's kind of over. If if he wants to be a cornerstone of this franchise, if what he said in the you know preseason or during camp was true that, that he has high aspirations, he wants to give the city of New Orleans what they um, are really craving, and that's a, a top-tier contending team that can win night in, night out, that falls on his shoulders. That's his responsibility. That is the responsibility of being a max player in this league is – you are handed the moments that nobody else wants, and he's got to do that on a nightly basis. Um, same that goes with, with Brandon. I think Brandon, for the most part, has shown that he wants that opportunity. I think the team um, responds to Brandon when he's got the ball in those situations, make or miss, right? It's a make or miss league. You can do everything in your power to get a good look um, and generate good offense, and sometimes shots just don't fall. But you can sense when Brandon gets the ball, the team – takes a breath that the rest of the team doesn't feel as exasperated by what's going on in the current run, you know, just to stop the bleeding essentially. So um, I think that that's something that Zion needs to work on, um, you know, the early part of this year, because there are going to be times that, you know, later in the year, if this team goes where they want, where things are going to be going south and he's got to, he's got to be a calming force and he doesn't need to, um, you know, add to that. So, um, Besides that, I think we saw a couple of the, the same things that the team has harped on um, thus far. Uh, he needs to do a better job of, of once that play is over, they've either called a foul or they haven't. you got to move on, you got to get back, and you got to play defense. Each time he's lagging behind the ball, we're already putting that team at a disadvantage uh, playing four on five. There are some times where he's playing with balanced shootness, and he's, you know, he's slower to get back. He's not the fastest guy, so now this team's really at a disadvantage with them um, having to guard in transition and they're playing three versus five. So um, a lot of it, I think, just needs to come down to Zion's maturity level and his ability to, um, you know, play at a higher level in terms of just being a leader, um, not even vocally, but just his presence and how he's playing and carrying himself um, during those downtimes. Yeah, a lot of great insight by you uh, tonight and on the pod. Um, but you know, it's always good to get a victory in this league, no matter how you get it. Like you said, it wasn't pretty. We didn't start out great, but we ended up getting that victory. So always good to be three and one. Uh, we'll see what this Pelicans team has in store tonight as they play the Detroit Pistons on the back to back first one of the season, especially since they did have some playing issues and getting out of OKC. So they'll be flying back today as well. Um, but you know, hopefully one force back in the lineup today to kind of bring a jolt of energy, especially off of this back-to-back. But uh, we'll just have to see with this young Detroit Pistons team coming in and seeing what the Pelicans can do.
Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think tonight's a big opportunity for them to show some maturity and show some professionalism. Um, like you said, not ideal situation in terms of travel coming off a of back-to-back. This is a perfect opportunity for them to kind of roll over and, and just punt this game away, you know, and, and blame it on those, um, you know, those situations. So uh, a professional, mature team that's got aspirations of, of winning at the highest level or are going to take care of business tonight against a team that they should win against at home. I would expect um, CJ probably after the the load he's been carrying, I I wouldn't be surprised to see CJ have not a down night, but maybe not shoot as efficiently. So I think this is a great example of what we just kind of set the table with. Zion's got to be the guy at home. He's got to bring the energy early. He's got to get that place going. He's got to get everybody comfortable and, and, you know, have them follow his lead. And like you said, hopefully we have Brandon back who, who can also play a heavy role in being that steadying force and, and hopefully take care of business uh, back at home. Definitely. Again, New Orleans Pelicans pick up their fir- third victory of the season with a 110-106 to 106 victory over the OKC Thunder as they go and play at the SKC tonight against Detroit to try to get win number four. Appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir.